Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. If you suffer a sprain, strain, or fracture, the University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care at 435 and Nall in Overland Park. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. You are listening live to the program. Your teams, your town, your program. And now, wondering if Desiree Reed Francois gets to Arizona before he leaves Arizona, Soren Petro. Right you are, Kay. Right you are, Petro, on the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you for joining us here on the uh, Monday edition. Sun splashed where I'm at. We're in Surprise, Arizona, as you just heard there in the uh, music. And if we only had something to talk about, we're more than a you know a week removed from the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? When's the draft? What are we going to talk about? Uh, hmm. uh, I don't know. Let's see. <clears throat> KU starts stumping OU. Missouri can't win a basketball game. Desiree Reed Francois, rat off sinking ship. No, nah, it's not sinking ship. Football program is doing great, but the basketball program's struggling. She's leaving town, and the Royals are at spring training. Meanwhile, I had a K State friend tell me, well, this was a lot more fun, the basketball, before my team's season went in the tank. So K-State fans have abandoned ship on their season. I don't know. I'd say there's a lot on the board, wouldn't you? Uh, yes, a veritable smorgasbord, a plethora of topics for you to choose from. And then um, as we sit here out on the uh, apron of the left field of the uh, surprise complex, did we win? We did. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I didn't doubt it for a second. OSU. Not for a second. A, a gopher, beavers have been pounding gophers for years. It's just, it's just, it's just a natural order of of it's the nature. world, is it not? It's nature. That's right. It's nature running its course. Thank you. Uh, the uh, all is right with the world. The beavers win. <laughs> and if you've ever been out here to spring training, you know Oregon State takes over the uh, complex uh, as the Royals before they get games going. And they were playing yesterday. They slapped somebody around their prized second baseman. Uh, two home runs yesterday. He's going to be like a top five pick. Uh, Jack Johnson has vowed that he will be the greatest player the game has ever seen. <laughs> nah, he just he just said this guy's really good. Ping! And all of a sudden the ball was up on the top of the grass berm. It's like oh, maybe we should go watch. Jack nailed it uh, yesterday. Today the Gophers came and they were devoured by the Beavers. Travis Bazana. No gopher has ever beaten a beaver in a fight, and that didn't happen here today. Heads hung low from these gopher fans. Sorry lot. They're going to gopher a couple of drinks to try to soothe their pain. That's what they're going to do. Get Happy it. beavers. That's what we got here. <laughs> Boy, that. how about some sunscreen over there, huh? Lack, uh, lack thereof? Or, or Well, no, I mean, if it's like leathery brown ah uh, it's like yeah i guess if you're that old like who cares <laughs> you know 82 years i'm gonna sunscreen now you know i don't know what's the point uh, it is spring training bag. yes it is spring training and gloriously 
the shade has at least gotten over our head. Uh, in mere minutes, I'll be able to see my computer screen without putting a towel over my head mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, working on some kind of and? time machine or something. I don't know what the hell it looks like. And I have oh, for oh, the... Oh. Old time, it, it looks like I'm taking an 1880s photo. <laughs> the towel for my head trying to work on my computer. The joys of uh, spring training. So, yeah, a lot going on is yep, what I'm saying, yep. people. And I have for the eighth consecutive year had to send a picture of my pink head to someone to warn them to wear sunscreen at all times. Yes. Uh, Jack Johnson uh, has been shown. Here are the horrors of not sunscreening up. So... Yeah. There you have it. Uh, who are we playing today? We're playing CSU Bakersfield. CSU, they don't stand a chance. All right. Uh, New Mexico and CSU Bakersfield is our second game of the doubleheader today. So the New Mexico fans are here. Gophers and Beavers leaving. Lobos and Gauchos? Roadrunners. 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 Uh, Roadrunners and Lobos are uh, entering. So uh, it's always fun here at Surprise. We've got a lot of baseball coming your way. Paul Gibson's scheduled to join us. He's the, uh, we'll jump right into the pitching, uh, minor league pitching coordinator for your Kansas City Royals. While we're here, uh, we hope to talk to uh, Will Smith, uh, Seth Lugo, Bobby Witt. We've got a whole bunch of people uh, we're lining up to uh, talk to here. Uh, J.J. Piccolo, uh, Matt Cotrero. We'll hear some of Matt Cotrero's last couple of days' conversations with the media. We're going to hear from John Sherman today. Uh, the owner of the Royals was here and uh, talking baseball, talking stadiums. Jack Johnson put a mic in his mouth, uh, put a mic in his face and said, What the hell, man? <laughs> And I was like, whoa, interesting strategy, Cotton. I know. Uh, and he looked at him and was like, first, get that mic out of my mouth. Yeah. Into a, into a bad man right now. You, you, well, you know, I thought it was bold the way you uh, went right at John Sherman. That's like a nice, personality. Nice guy, you know, just giving us the lowdown on the club. And Jack Johnson is like, listen. Dude. When is he going to put a shovel in the ground on that thing? So, yeah, we'll hear that coming up in a little bit. Jack wasn't even there. Yeah. Jack, I think, was on with uh, – you were on with the zone when, when that was going on. Yeah, so he's got an alibi, a legit alibi as to why he wasn't there. But, yeah, we did talk stadium with uh, John Sherman. You hear that coming up here in a little bit. Let's do start with Desiree Reed francois I think one thing when she came, I was told by people in UNLV, uh, don't plan on her being there long. Uh, she's a professional job jumper. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, good or bad. I'm just telling you what I was told uh, by people in Vegas. And I don't know, was this the dream job? I've always wanted to be in Arizona. I wouldn't be leaving for anywhere but Arizona. Uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think, Kay? Um, it is one of her uh, one of her alma maters. She graduated mm-hmm. from law school there in 1997. Um I don't know how much that matters. I, I don't think generally that matters that much. Uh, it's can you win and what can you that, – that, that's a successful athletic program. They've been successful at football and basketball and a lot of other sports. So um, she's not going to Arizona State. Um, but it is a, a, a an athletic department that is in some financial difficulty. So that that's a little curious. 
Um, so I, I don't I, sweat I don't, anybody taking a job that makes them happy. I don't really care. I'm right, saying yeah. it does fit what we we tried to be proactive when we said that that we brought people on from Vegas. We brought Adam Hill and Steve Cofield on. They're like, I wouldn't look for her to be there long. Yeah, you know, I don't think Missouri's her destination job. And they didn't know what they thought it would be a bigger SEC school. Like her goal was to get to a Georgia or a Florida or a Alabama or something like that. Uh, that's not where she went. She went to Arizona, but it is an alma mater. So I don't know. I mean, what, what's the reaction? But we're going to talk about it here in a little bit with Gabe Yarman. But you're the Mizzou guy on the show, Curtis. State your case. We happy. We sad. We upset. We disappointed. Um, if 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 she walks away and the and the end result is. Uh, she hired a head football coach who keeps this Missouri keeps them in the top ten regularly for the next decade. Uh, job well done. Basketball program isn't in any worse situation than it was. When Hold she, on, she didn't hire. She didn't hire. Eli I thought she. Oh, that's right. She. Oh, well, that's right. She was. He was right before. She. She extended him. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's she it. She did hire Dennis Gates. Yeah. Enjoy. He, that's that's uh, incomplete at this point. Um, well, that's but, generous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said that, I said it that way to, to, with a little bit of uh, effect. Um, <laughs> we discussing the things they need to do. You know, the various teams need to do over the you know the, the last few weeks of the season. I last night I said that Missouri needs to figure out a way to outscore a conference opponent over a forty minute span. That'd be that'd be kind of a nice change from what they've done to this point, but. Um, I, I, I guess it would be something of an incomplete on her. I don't, I, I don't know necessarily what she. No, uh, no, no. It's complete. It's complete. She's right, gone. right, 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 right. It's so official. It, 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 but it would be official. <laughs> no, but I mean, like her, te- her ten. But what Dennis done. Gates becomes is that's is true. on her. That's so true. That, that's what point. I mean by incomplete. If, if he goes on um, to re- reclaim last year's magic somehow and and goes on to to lead Missouri to greatness, then it's then. Her, her hire was, was worth it. If not, then I think you kind of look at it. I think her tenure will be looked at as something of a curiosity because you don't really know, like, what. okay, what did you – what would you say you did here? Yeah, right. Um, what did she do? She kept Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah. She paid Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah. I mean, and off last year again <laughs> – Dennis Gates looked like, man, she hired Dennis Gates mm-hmm. and then gave him a raise, and now he can't win a conference game. Yeah. Hasn't won a game in, what, oh, January, February, almost three months? Yeah. Yes. I mean, where today's the 19th? Mm-hmm. Two and a half months? Let's not let's to exaggerate. It's a long time. Yeah. Two and a half months is a long time to not win a game. Um, you know, I, I, I do think it's interesting. Listen, when the big boys move, it's, it's a big deal. And I think my concern, if I were a Missouri fan, what I'm interested to hear from Gabe DeArmond, who we're going to talk to here shortly, number one, who's next? Who's the target list? Who do you want to get? And Eli Drinkwitz will now be coaching for his third athletic director, and it feels like he's been there about five minutes. <laughs> right. right? And he had great success, great success last year. And I do believe one of the reasons why I was high on him to have a good year this year, that the record didn't show it last year, but they were clearly building in the right direction last year. Mm-hmm. Last year being the, the pre- 22, yeah, the 22 season. season. yeah. 
And this year, being the 23 season, they realized it both on the field and in record, but so many close calls uh, in the 22 season that seemed to just bounce against them. At least I could see it growing. And uh, But, like, if you're Eli Drinkwood, it's like, here's my fear if I'm a Missouri fan. Well, I got to work for somebody new every 10 minutes in this place? Like, what the hell? Like, I would be concerned if I'm a Missouri fan. But I'm always concerned. I'm a chronic worrier. Fans usually feel like their school is the greatest school ever, and well, anybody who comes there wants to be there forever. Talk about chronic warriors, M-I-Z, baby. I mean, that's <laughs> we, we worry during the, the height of success. I don't know that you worry as much as you don't hope. Uh, you just lost all hope. You know, nah, the basketball we all... lost all hope, and in football we're like, if we get good, oh, how's this gonna how's this gonna blow up? Yeah, we are we're, uh, we're all Randy Randy Quaid in Major League. Yeah, you're 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 coming around on football. You're starting to buy yes. in <clears throat> yes. on Eli Drake, which you bought in late last year. That which you of course just means it's just a time for it to poop the bed. <laughs> well, so is Desiree Reed Francois leaving the beginning of said pooping. Uh, I, Pull down the sheets. I will Here show it comes. Clean sheets at the K Dog Ranch. Uh, I, I I don't think that's it's the beginning uh, of the end there. I, I do think he'll look at it quizzically. Maybe he understands completely, and it's like, hey, I get it. Go get that bag. Um, maybe it's even though she's not really the, get much of a bag. Well, maybe it's at least the. Uh, well, what is the numbers? I've been here. I saw one point. Field, I, I saw the she's same. Getting, she's getting paid less. She's getting yeah. a million bucks a year, and then in her fifth year, it bumps up to one point two million. And where is she at Masu now? One two five. Are we getting out before the axe fell? I, don't know. I, think, I mean, the the in what the start of this month. So really, just. Uh, 11 days ago, actually, not even the start of this month, 11 days ago, they added that four-person oversight, uh, athletics oversight committee um, to sort of oversee everything involving Mizzou athletics. So it could be possible that she's going, I don't, I want to be the boss. I don't need to, I want the only person I I talk to or report to to be the president or the chancellor. I'm not sure which one Mizzou has, but I don't need four dudes or four people excuse me sweating me every couple days going why are we spending this money why are we spending that money i think it so did missouri that. did missouri find a way to screw it up did they have like okay football's the driver we've got football going we got an ad that while she didn't hire this guy she values him and she's paid him so we're shingle up how can we screw this up <laughs> um it's it's all that's always possible um I um and, until we know exactly what it was that that caused her to move. If if this if this committee uh, was the driving force, I mean that it's causation. You know, correlation doesn't mean causation, as we all know. Uh, but if we find out that that's what one of the driving forces, and they can't go out and find a suitable replacement or someone that they think is as good as she is. I mean, this is one of those things where, yes, part of our job, it it does require some speculation, but it really is something that we're not going to know for a a little while, a little while yet uh, as as to what the, what this all means. If they, they may go out and get the next person and he may, he or she may be two steps better than what, than what was, what was going on. Well, and even then, we won't is, really know if it's that person or if it was the, the the situation that she put in place before she left. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, is she leaving because of the oversight? Is she leaving because it's Arizona? Is she giving a hometown discount to a place she always wanted to be? I don't know. I don't know because she wouldn't talk to anybody, <laughs> right? So who knows? 
I thought know? maybe you you being out there maybe would be the one that we have a shot. Oh yeah, <laughs> the the the, whole, the area is a buzz with the DRF to U of A <laughs> hype. Yes, it's, it's all anyone's talking about out here. It's, I know it's People amazing. Stopping on street corners, you hear every coffee shop. Oh, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's pretty pretty interesting. You know. Yes. I don't want to be like, you know, Danny's right. I mean, I like Mike Greenberg. I think he's a really talented guy, and I like Get Up. But literally 10 things a day are fascinating to the man. And, like, all right, settle down. <laughs> I mean, it's made me back off the term fascinating because ever since Danny told me that, I'm like, oh, God, he's right. <laughs> fascinating <laughs> stuff. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Dak Prescott. He hasn't played a game in three months. What could be fascinating about Dak Prescott right now? Um, and I was like, okay, so I, I got to stop using the word fascinating. <laughs> Danny's going to be crapping on me. Uh, but I think it is really interesting, that the timing of this and everything that's going on. I, I think it's pretty interesting. And I think it's I, – I, I'm worried for Mizzou fans, for UK and mm-hmm. Doug and, well, you know, all our friends, my, all my buddies that are Mizzou fans, that, man, you're just kind of getting it rolling here on football. I start to feel like – you know, we're, we're ready to butt heads with Florida. You know, we're ready. You know, we already are butting heads, but we're ready to stand. And, you know, we went 15. We didn't get the decision, but we've gone 15 back-to-back years with Georgia. And, like, okay, we lost two decisions, but we can stand in the ring with Georgia on a regular basis. Like, I think it's a phenomenal time uh, for Mizzou football. Uh, but, you know, it, it and right now, like, the leaders being upturned, and do I think Eli Drinkwitz is like, well, he's just going to take whatever jobs up? No, I don't. But like, I think you run the risk anytime you bring in a new AD of getting sideways with your coach. Yeah, so that's scary. And, and, and it's and it's a, just a continuation of um, a trend at that school. It's the second time in a decade they've had someone just kind of bolt. More or less, uh, I'm see, out of nowhere. But you know, Mac Rhodes left for Baylor. That was like, oh, what? Okay, yeah, that, that was that a, was interesting. Who, who, who preceded her? Was it Mac Rhodes or who was it? I think it was. Yeah. Is there somebody else I'm forgetting? I mean, it's a revolving door. I'm pretty sure. Well, here's, here's what I wonder: where where does Eli sit? Like, there are some jobs, whether it be a football coach or a men's basketball coach, at, at jobs where okay, that. AD technically is the boss, but the AD works for the football coach for all intents and purposes. What does Eli have to do to get to that level at Mizzou, where the, the Mizzou AD walks in and says, okay, I know my only job, or my number one job is keep that guy happy? Well, I, in some ways, I, I can't see. I think that's interesting because one of the things I was thinking about um, was, was, you know, or is this ideal for him? At the peak of his power, they're going to bring somebody in, and he's going to have a lot of juice, right? Like, because everyone when they hire someone, I would think first and foremost on their mind is going to be like it needs to be someone who can work with Eli. And so, is he going to get input? You know, is he going to? You know, uh, you're not going to want to. And whoever comes in is not the first thing. First order of business is not going to be, well, I'm going to jack with Eli. Right, like, but if Eli would come, you know, if he has an injury-plagued year and fights his way to a hard-fought, gritty seven and five, and loses a bowl game to be seven and six, and it's like, yeah, but they were on their four-string quarterback, and you know, they were playing defensive lineman and offensive tackle, and you know, I mean, it was really a hell of a coaching job. You know, is it someone that's sideways with him and goes, well, here's my opportunity? Like Mark Mangino had one tough year, 
and they ran him. Yep. Lou Perkins sat and waited, and when he got a shot, he took it. Like that, that, that would be my fear. But I, I do think Eli Drinkwitz is in a good position to have a lot of say in how this is going to go and who they hire. Yeah, you he, know? He, he'll never have any better situation as far as having input. Hey, I, by the way, I, I just beat Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl 11 win yeah. season. Um, I'm going to You know I'm who I am? The, yeah. You better ask somebody. I'm, I'm that guy. And it, it wasn't like he didn't have that thought about himself anyway. Now he's got something he can stand and he can yeah. he can pull out something besides his finger to point at somebody and pull out a pull out his that, that, that win. By the way, I, I can't believe I forgot about the Jim Sterk era. He was the guy it was between Mac Rhodes and Desiree Reed Francois. Jim, where did he go? Um not even I barely I remember the name. Um, Jim Sterk I don't think he went anywhere. She doesn't show anything on his on his resume. He Did he go he would, teach or something? God, what, what? I don't even remember. He it's might like, have. Yeah, July of two thousand twenty-one. That that is an issue. I mean, it's like we don't even remember all the guys. Yeah. I remember when Mac Rhodes because his name was in the story that I was reading, and it mentioned the right. Mac Rhodes, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there was Jim right. Stirk for five years in between." And he and he, he's the anti Jerome Tang, the anti Dennis right. Gage. Never had a worse press conference. Jim Stirk tried to do, could stand, stand in the middle of this room, and I wouldn't know who he was. I wouldn't know who he was either. And and the other guy, the Baylor guy, Mac Rhodes. did the worst five minutes of comedy oh, yeah. the world's ever seen, falling flat on its face. They did it at an arena. We need everybody here for this. Where do you hear this guy? He's a card. I think when you're doing a press conference, you keep going, I guess you had to be there. Um, it's usually <laughs> no, a No, we were sign. there. We were there. It was It was Not, not. like his jokes. I, I guess you had to yeah. be there. <laughs> no? Really? Please clap. <laughs> hey, those last three didn't work. Let's try another one. <laughs> That's what I remember about him. Just unrelenting. That he was going for the comedy, whether it worked or not, he was going to make it happen. Caden shows me uh, Sterk is a, now the is the director of athletics at Western Washington University. Well, clearly this is a springboard yes. job. Noted. You go to Mizzou. Athletics that, power. Yes. Was that one of his alma maters? You, you can, you have can a go way to, to a school that that no one else could tell was was made up or not. <laughs> We don't know if this was the school that Leon Boudreaux was dunking against <laughs> in, in blue in chips, chips or or real school or a Western University opponent yeah. in blue chips. Didn't coach. Which is it? Didn't coach Hayden Fox. Their Hayden Fox used to coach there. Western <laughs> Washington with Dauber and. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Whatever Jerry Van Dyke's car- coach's uh, name was. <laughs> Adam's had enough of our fun little ha-ha. <laughs> we'll take a break. Uh, Gabe DeArmon uh, has been booked. First guest Adam's booked since uh, last August before football season. So we're excited to welcome Gabe DeArmon, the uh, publisher of Power Mizzou. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. A uh, man who's always got his finger on the pulse of the Tigers. It's coming up next. Here in the program, we're live in Surprise, Arizona. Uh, spring training home of your Kansas City Royals. You're in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Sorrent Petro with you as we broadcast live here in Surprise, Arizona. Spring training home 
for your Kansas City Royals. Uh, we've got a lot of Royals. Paul Gibson uh, going to join us a little bit later on, the uh, pitching coordinator, minor league pitching coordinator for the Royals. He's coming up in our next hour. Uh, we've got a lot of players lined up as well. I want to talk to Will Smith. Uh, we're going to get to him uh, at some point. Vinny Pascantino planning on him in the 5 o'clock hour. So uh, looking forward to those conversations. Uh, right now, though, let's talk some Mizzou. Biggest story of the day. Desiree Reed Francois is leaving. She's headed to Arizona. Same position, little less cash. What does it all mean? Let's welcome in Gabe DeArmond. Always does such a great job covering the Missouri Tigers. He's with us here. Uh, Gabe, how are you, sir? Uh, do you want like the real answer, or do you just want me to say everything's good? Um, it's a good day. Everything's fine. You know me. I want the. Re- I can take it. Give me the real answer. How you doing on this man. one? Like, I, I, it, when you wake up in this business and say, oh, you know, it's kind of slow. Nothing's really going to happen. Like, you're so screwed. Uh, <laughs> Pete Sam will just wreck my life again. So thanks, Pete, if you listen. Yeah. Um, listen, was this? were you hearing some rumblings that she was looking around or she'd be going somewhere, or did this come out of the blue? No, I have not talked to one person at Missouri today who was anything less than stunned. Uh, that's fans, people that work there in the building. Every, everybody was shocked. Um, three, four months ago, I, I forget when USC hired an athletic director, but I had posted on our board one day, hey, I'm hearing Desiree's name, you know, as a possibility at USC. And within five minutes, got a call that said she's absolutely not leaving Columbia for USC. She has no interest. Uh, and because she's, she's negotiating with Arizona. <laughs> I mean, she just took a worse job in a worse conference than USC or Missouri. I, it's, uh, no, it was stunning. Um, all right, so let, let, let's back up. Is this, you know, we're kind of joking around here, and, and I know it's no joking matter for, for Mizzou fans. I mean, you, you want it all to work out. It certainly can work out with a good hire. They'll have another spot. Uh, they'll, they'll, they can be in a good spot. But is this this oversight committee, like, do we think that that was what did it? Look, when we brought all my friends from Vegas, uh, guys who covered her for the Las Vegas Review Journal and ESPN Las Vegas, and both of them said to us, like, she's not going to be there long. Like, she is somebody who they felt when she got there, they had been told she is on a track where she wants to get one of the big jobs. You mentioned USC. And they thought, you know, like a Georgia or a Tennessee or something like that would be where that she would, that she would be going. So the idea that she's leaving isn't shocking, but you're right. This isn't a, the big job that they were talking about. So is she running from something more than she's running to something? Yeah, and, and I'm, I know this won't be popular with the, most of your listening audience, but if you look at college athletics, there are two leads everybody wants to be in right now. And she was in one of them, running an athletic department in one of them, and left to go outside of one of them. Um, so to me, that says one of two things happened. Either she was encouraged to look around, which I don't really believe is the case. I guess it's possible. Or... Things that had gone on here led her to believe this is not a place I can comfortably keep working. And I think that is more likely what happened. I don't think she was forced out, but I think she thought, I don't feel like I have the support here where maybe when something bad happens, maybe I am the fall person. And something bad's going to happen. It happens everywhere. Um you know, the oversight committee I would refer to as the straw that broke the camel's back. 
Um, I, I think that there has been tension between Desiree and the Board of Curators, and I've put a post up about 20 minutes ago on our board that kind of goes through and details a lot of it. Um, you know, the, the extension that was given to the football coach uh, last year when at the time he was 15 and 16, I think, was, was driven by the curators. It predates her because the curators have always viewed him as their coach because we know what happened. Uh, in the hiring process leading to him. And none of this is a shot at Eli Drinkwitz. He's, he's 11 and 2 and was number 7 in the country this year. He did a heck of a job. I questioned the extension when it happened and they were right and I was wrong. Uh, well done. You know, he did a really good job this year. No arguments on my part. Fully support and agree with the one they gave him this year and would assume Desiree did as well. Um, but I think that committee, again, the, the description of the committee is basically to provide oversight to Mizzou athletics in a time of change in college sports. Is that not the athletic director's job? If, if, if WHB right. comes to you and says, Seren, we're bringing in a committee to oversee the two to six time slot Monday through Friday, your reaction is, well, you don't need me here or want me here very much, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is that is a great point. Uh, you mentioned the extension. What about the most recent extension? Is, is that was that her doing, or was that this committee's doing? I don't know as much on that one. I mean, I would assume everybody was on board with that. He was eleven and two. Um, right. I, you know, I don't think anybody would fight against that one. And it just seems to me. And look, we know that college sports is filled with people with egos, and that's on both sides. Um, that's on all sides. But this was the the last calendar year, the 2023 calendar year, was the first time in nine years that everybody at Missouri should have felt good. Hey, basketball won a tournament game. Football's in the top ten. We're making up laws to do NIL well. Other states are copying what we're doing. We're in the SEC. Everything should be pretty good. And... It just seems like they couldn't put aside the egos and the differences and, and keep going together in what, look, I, you don't have to like everybody you work with, but they were doing a good job together. And yeah. I think for Missouri fans, that's the unfortunate part. The, like you said, the next person may work. Like, there's a lot of things in place here at Missouri. I don't think the NIL money's disappearing. I, I don't think Eli Drinkwitz is leaving, anything like that, because of this. So the next person walks into a pretty good situation. But anytime there's change, it comes with risk. Yeah. And it was going well, and it hadn't gone well in a long time. I don't really know why you wouldn't be able to work together to just keep it going. All right, so let me try a couple of theories on you, or not theories, but a couple of questions for you. Uh, Gabe Yarman's with us here in the program from Power Mizzou. Uh, you know, she's not getting along with with uh, Eli Drakowitz. I'm, I'm floating this as an idea and a concept, whether you think there could be any truth to this. I have no information whatsoever. I'm, I'm just putting out possible scenarios. She wasn't getting along with Eli Drinkwitz and recognizes you're not going to win a power struggle with a very successful, what this year was an extremely successful SEC football coach. And so she looked for, you know, looked around and found a pretty good landing spot where she can be in charge. Uh, do you have any idea? Like, I couldn't get the woman on the show. One time, 
one time we thought we had a date, we had a time, but the time they gave us was a time that I th- it was an Andy Reid press conference or something. I'm like, I can't record at that time. And then we never doubled back. That was it. That was the closest we ever got to getting her on. So do we know, did she get along with Eli Drinkwitz? Did she not get along with Eli Drinkwitz? Um, look, I think anybody should get along with a football coach that goes 11-2. and two. Was the relationship perfect? I don't think so. Um, okay. You know, I, I don't think it was. I, I think the, the struggle more would have been with, again, the, the administration, the, the curators, than it would have been with Eli. Uh, I, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Um, as far as the other part, I, you know, I honestly had the exact opposite experience with Desiree. She was okay. as responsive as anybody I've covered here. Um, oh, I good. had a better relationship with her than any other AD I've worked with. Um, and, uh, you know, she was a she was much more human than a lot of people in this job are. It, it, it wasn't a transactional relationship. If you were here every day, she went out of her way to, to you know, come talk to you and, and care about, ask about your family and do things like that. And fans don't care about any of that. But when you're in our, when you're in my job, it matters. Yeah, no, and that's the way it should be. Somebody who's on the beat every day, that is how it should work, and and that's good to hear. Um, Let me float another one. The Dennis Gates thing, he has not won a conference game. It's going terribly wrong, and that was going to put her under heat. She doesn't have the answer for basketball and doesn't think it's going to right itself next year that, uh uh-oh, this could be a problem, and, and the basketball part of the equation has people really concerned. It's possible. I don't think that's why you make decisions. Um, look, it's obviously a terrible year, but 10 months ago we were, I mean, we couldn't praise Dennis Gates in that higher enough, right? And it, it obviously changed, and it's a horrible year, and there's not necessarily explanations that make sense for it. But in the days of the transfer portal with the recruiting class he's got coming in, hey, it could flip back next year. Uh, you know, we've seen Iowa State. Uh, plenty of teams go from, from awful. Look at South Carolina this year. They were horrendous last year. They're number 14 in the country or something like that. So you can do it in a year. I, if, if the tension resulted from a bad season in basketball, that's, uh, incredibly stupid and short-sighted. Yeah, I, I I hear you on that front. Um, all right. So what's the wish list for the replacement? Yeah, um, I think the other two that were really in the running when Missouri hired Desiree were was uh, Ren Baker, who was he was Macro's number two guy here. He was at North Texas at the time. He is now at West Virginia, which to me probably makes it a little less likely that you can hire him than you could have from North Texas. Uh, I don't know what Ren makes there, but you know he just moved his family across the country. He's in a, a Power Five league, all that. Um, would he listen? I mean, look, given some of the things we're talking about, he knows how things work at Missouri. Is that is that a positive or a negative? I, I don't necessarily know that. Sometimes it's good coming in from the outside and not having some some pre existing thought to to some of the politics and things that go on in a uh, workplace. Uh, I think the other guy would be Laird Veach. He's the uh, AD at Memphis. He was here under Mike Alden. He was certainly in the mix last time when they hired Desiree. I had somebody mention John Curry's name to me. I, I don't know if there's anything to that. I, we're just throwing out names here, right? Somebody else said they'd, they'd heard maybe uh, Jamie Pollard at Iowa State would listen. Again, don't know if that's true. I, I would put much more 
in the camp of uh, of Veach and Baker than I would the last two. Um, another name that some people will bring up is Mark Allnut, who's at uh, Buffalo. You know, I mean, he played football here, held tons of jobs in the athletic department here. Uh, went to Buffalo and hired Lance Leifold and, uh, and Nate Oates. So, you know, obviously has some idea what he's doing. They've fallen on harder times since those two left, but obviously had Buffalo going pretty well under them. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, so uh, to wrap up, do we, do we think – I mean, this is a lot of ADs in a little amount of time. Uh, does does the university at the top need to take a look at itself and what they're doing since they've had such turnover, as you said, in one of the leagues that everybody aspires to be in that's got the most money? I mean, this this is one of the premier jobs in college athletics, and it's, you know, it, it's one that does not have decades of, of success, you know, of high-level success. So it seems like not only would you want to be in that league and have all the, the, the resources that you have, but you also have a chance to kind of beat your chest. And, you know, if you can get basketball in the tournament five years in a row, you've done something. Uh, do, do they need to look at how they manage things from the top down? Here's what I think should happen in Missouri, and I think it should happen at every university in the country, and we all know it doesn't because we read the soap opera things of donors and boards and all that. Um, I know that their job is nothing like my job, but all I ask of my bosses is I've done this job for a long time. I know how to do it. Just provide me the tools to do it, and now let me do it. And if I'm going to make a huge mistake, say, hey, let's think about this. But day-to-day, let me do my job. Day-to-day, you've hosted a radio show there for a long time. You have earned the the trust of your bosses to be able to do it. Hire an AD and let the AD do his or her job. That's it. Just leave it alone. You're a curator. You're not the AD. You're the chancellor. You're not the AD. You're the president. You're not the AD. And they don't have your jobs either. So hire, it's why I always say kind of along the same lines, people always say, well, will the AD make the coach make changes to his staff? No, you hire the head coach to hire his staff. And if you don't trust him to do that, you fire him. If you don't trust the AD to do their job, don't hire the AD. Uh, we're talking right now to Gabe DeArmond. He's with us from Power Mizzou. Time for our Final Four. Brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System, the official health care provider of the Kansas City Current. The University of Kansas Health System recognizes the unique challenges that female athletes face. That's why they created our region's only female athlete program, helping student-athletes and adult weekend warriors reach their full athletic potential. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash female athlete. Gabe, I will start you with this. How long is Dennis Gates, the head coach at Mizzou? I still think he will get this going. I I think he's here at least four or five more years. Um, I I think this is – I I don't know why it's gone this way, but I I think they're significantly improved next year. Okay. All right. Um, Does MU win a basketball, an SEC basketball game this year? Uh, No, not after uh, Saturday night. The way that one happened, I – I, I just I think this is a team that is convinced bad things are going to happen when it goes on the floor. Okay, Eli, how many years is he there? <sighs> Boy, um, I, I I would never say more than five in this business, right? But I don't think there's a lot of places he he would go. I mean he's he's got this thing in a position where you can do everything you want to do here. So I I guess I'll say. I think he's still here in five years. Okay. I'll put five-plus down for that one. 
that that works for me. Um, I think it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think your assessment's pretty good. I think, especially with how successful he's been at like the number of jobs that look like oh that'd be attractive. Uh, I think it's a lot harder uh, to identify there. Uh, and, you know, and I want to be clear, my answer to that question twelve months ago would would not have been that long. It would have been more like two. You know, but but I think I think he not only proved a lot to people last year. I think the the university and the fan base proved a lot to him too. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, and finally, listen, and this is a total shot in the dark. It's early; it just happened today. I know you'll have a lot more time to do more research, but right now, your gut would tell you who will be the next AD. And by the way, um, Jack, if you're a jackass out there, don't hold Gabe to this. I'm putting him completely on the spot. So they will. be realistic about it. So anyway. Yeah. No, my guess is my guess is it'll be Laird Beach from Memphis. Um, that okay. is where I would put money if I ever put money on anything, which I don't. Okay. Well, there it is. Gabe, great stuff as always. Uh, thanks so much for the insight. We'll talk again down the road. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Ryan. There he is. Gabe Yarman does a great job. PowerMizzou.com. You can read his great work. The publisher there at PowerMizzou will take a break. Uh, react to some of his comments, some of his thoughts. Uh, also get ready to talk some baseball. Paul Gibson, uh, pitching coordinator, minor league pitching coordinator, uh, scheduled uh, to join us uh, here in the uh, program coming up shortly. Also, uh, Vinny Pascantino scheduled to join us a little bit later as we are live. Uh, myself, Jack Johnson, roaming around, uh, putting microphones and Major League Baseball owners' faces and asking the tough questions. That's what he's doing. Uh, We are bringing you the program right here from Surprise, Arizona. More after this. You're in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Seren Petro with you. Uh, and Curtis a producer Siebold. not hitting the right buttons with you as Yeah, well. I was just going to say, I was like, did, did I drop? No, did no. I... For anybody driving around going, what the hell was that? That was a uh, nice little... Fat Finger Monday from Adam. How about somebody sitting in the studio going, what the hell was that? <laughs> well, listen, all I know is since I arrived here Saturday night, I've done everything perfectly. <laughs> that, is, uh, that put a smile on Jack's face. That put a smile on Curtis's face. Jack that put a never smile smiled. on Adam's face. We won't get into the particulars. The particulars of my failure, but I have failed. Uh, at least one time <laughs> since we got here. The difference so. is, is everybody listening heard my screw up. If you hadn't have brought that up, nobody would have known about yours. I'm just trying to make you feel better. That's the kind of guy that. I am. I appreciate you know? that. That's right. And I know that they'll never know what I did. So, you know, it's you know, it makes me look good <laughs> while not burying me. No, that's know, actually see? how that's how Wolf Mother records all of their music. It just play, yeah. plays for five seconds and then just drops off the pure <laughs> silence. Yeah. That was the song, actually. I did that on purpose. This is your birthday song. It won't be very long. Yeah. Uh, what do we think? What do you, Curtis feel better or worse after listening to Gabe Yarman? Um, I, I don't know that I feel better or worse. I do like uh, reading about Laird Veach. I thought that name really sounds familiar. Well, it should because he's got a lot Brett of Beach, history. The manager of the Chiefs. You know, so there's, there, there, there's a T. Uh, in there that isn't present in uh, Brett Veach's name, I don't believe. It's not V-E-A-T-C-H, is it, Brett Veach? Right. Okay. Um, but he's been a- around the Midwest for quite some time.
time. He spent, now before he was at Memphis, he's been at Memphis for five years. Uh, before that, there were two years where he was at the University of Florida in the athletics department. But before that, he was seven years at Kansas State in various jobs, most recently deputy athletics director and chief of staff. Spent a couple years, or uh, seven years at Learfield Sports. Was at Iowa State, but then was at Mizzou for, for five years from 1997 through 2002. So he knows the he knows the area, I guess. So he's familiar with, and, and he knows the school. Um, so that that would seem like a, a, a nice fit. And uh, I I, I kind of like that idea, and then that that was the first name that Gabe would that would kind of put his his name on, and on very very short notice, but. Well, I, I think Missouri's got a lot going for it. I think they're obviously able to fundraise. Uh, money is a big thing. They've got a big, you know, they're part of the SEC, so they've got a lot of mm-hmm. money coming in. So I don't think there's any reason for Missouri fans to fret, like, oh, God, no one's going to want this job, or we're only going to get an idiot here. I don't think that's the case. But I do think at some point, like, there's clearly something functional. Why does this keep off. happening? Yeah. Yeah. There's clearly, whether it's they don't know who to hire. I don't think that's it. I think Desiree Reed Prince Wall is very competent and very and and talented. I'll go I'll go beyond just competent. I'll say uh, talented uh, athletic director. I think she had a lot a lot on the ball, and uh, and so you know I think that you know they made a good hire there. And I, and I think listen, I want to be clear. It's okay for you know someone to leave your organization. Like I, I think one of the worst things is, you know schools can do when they come to hire their coaches like well we got to hire a coach that's going to be here for 30 years. Well, no, hire the best coach for the next 5 to 6 years. If you got to hire another one in 5 or 6 years, mm-hmm. then go do it. And I'd say the same thing about the athletic director job. But like just a lot of people are moving they they keep moving for lateral gigs. And Desiree Reed Francois, it's very easy to be like, oh, she's going to Arizona. She's an alumnus. Like, that's pretty easy. Well, it's less money. Well, man, I mean, maybe she wanted a little less stress. Maybe she's like, I mean, I can I can give you tons of good reasons why people should not be alarmed at all with Desiree Reed Francois going there. But then when you add in all the predecessors, yes, I can give you many reasons to be like, mm, there's something off there. Yeah. Is functionally broken, ir- 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 irreparable. God no, no. They just had a great football season uh, there, so no, it's it's not in flames. It's not a dumpster fire floating down a river uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But like, hey, we need to fix something. Yeah, I kind of feel like they're there. You, there's something you need to fix. And Gabe hit it. Let hire somebody and let them do their job and don't mess with them. I, I mean, based on where I said, if you had a message for the whole university, and at the end he came back to that, I think. It's pretty clear. Gabe thinks you got a lot of hands in the cookie jar, a lot of people that want to be in charge, and they need to get the hell out of the way. I think that seems pretty obvious there. Yes. Let, let this be uh, something of a lesson in that regard. And I would imagine whoever they are, are courting uh, for it to be the replacement would probably like to knows the same things that we know about that situation and probably a little bit more. And I would imagine if that is a sticking point, that will be a sticking point in negotiations. Yeah, I'll take that job, but I'm not dealing with ABC. You're going to let me do the job or I'm, or I'm not taking it. And I hope that, that they don't, their response is, well, then you ain't taking it. You know, let, let this be a learning a learning um, uh, experience. You're in college. <laughs> let something teach you every once in a while that maybe you don't know everything. And and if you lost someone that you felt was a valuable member of your athletics department because you meddled too much, stop meddling. Maybe try maybe try to hire someone who's competent and let them do their job. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
do you share his uh, optimism that this is just a blip on the basketball radar? Nah. I'm more concerned. I, I, I am, too. Gabe didn't too. whistle by the graveyard by any no. stretch of the imagination. He, he, he said, "Now they're not going to win." He, he basically said they're going to they're go, they're going over, which which is beyond where I was. This is the time, though. I I, I said that I think twelve. You're officially two thirds of the way in. It, it, we're on watch now. We're on watch now. I, I think it's a very real possibility that they that they go over, and, and not just because oh really they won't because they've won so many games. I think you could see it happen, but. Um, I just don't believe you can win 11 games in a conference season and just be awful. Yeah. This, this, I, there's no precedent for this kind of a season at this level. None. No. No, I agree. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some pitching, some Royals pitching. Paul Gibson, the uh, pitching coordinator for the uh, Royals minor leagues, is going to join us next. We'll talk some Royals baseball. Vinny Pasquantino around the corner as well. We'll see who else uh, we can coax out of the uh, Royals clubhouse. We're live in Surprise, Arizona. Royal Spring training coverage uh, right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Uh, we'll get into the pitching development next here in the program. Seren Petro, Curtis Siebold, Adam Dravetta with you uh, live, or at least me, Live in surprise. All right, three players have been named LCS MVP twice. Name any one of them. Brought to you by Good Sense. <laughs> 